Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, I'm Sophie. And this is You Know What I Like, where we sit down um, each month and flail about something that we are unhealthily obsessed with. You know what I like? I'm sorry, I can't do this. I know exactly what you mean. Shall we go and see a show in the West End instead? That sounds great. Let's go. The next station is St James's Park. Find the gap between the train and the platform. Perfect. Have you seen us before? Uh, yes. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Nothing probably has changed. It's just your room number. Sixty-seven. It's okay. on the sixth floor. Hello. You've been losing your shit over the buttons. buttons. And yep, yeah, they're driving so <laughs> Just because it's like, now it's dark, now it's light! <laughs> <laughs> you can send messages. Okay. Okay. So, where are we, Sophie? We are sat in Odd Pizza. Yes. We've, Pre-show. We've tried to get some food. It's very, very busy. Yes. So we've resorted to a chain. <laughs> just I mean, because... It's not a big chain. I've never so seen can, it before. Yeah. This is a novelty for me. I mean, like, there are, like, at least two. Oh. One here and one in Nottingham. That counts as a chain because yeah. it's more than one. In two locations. Yeah, in two locations. <laughs> Cash in on that. Yes, we are yeah. in Lord Pizza. How are you feeling about the show? Like, have we seen the theatre? I know, we've, we've done a, a walk past. Yeah. Just a scout out. And it seems bright and blue it, like I thought it, it would be. like a theatre. Yeah. Yes, it's not. It's, it was not all an elaborate front. Yeah. <laughs> we've not been frauded. <laughs> Like, um, do you have any pre-show thoughts as the one to come who knows less about it? Well, when we say I know less about it, you said, would you like to go see Company for my birthday? Uh-huh. And I said, okay, and I still haven't listened to any of it. Okay. Because I'm, I want to. What I'm doing is I want to go in and just experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, rather than, like, dodgy covers on YouTube or whatever, okay. I was like, let's just go in. Yeah. And just be like, okay, this is company. Okay. Um, so I know that Mel from Mel and Sue is in it. Okay. Which I'm kind of hyped about because I didn't know she could sing. I don't know if she can sing. We'll, well find out. I'm assuming that... I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that the casting director had faith in her. Okay. So yeah, so all I know is there's something to do with maybe a wedding, maybe some relationships. I don't really know. In this production, they've cast someone as the gender that is not the gender they are originally. Yes. I don't also know yeah. any more than that. Yeah. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> Those are my expectations. I'm sure they'll be fulfilled. So they're very middle. Yeah. Well, how are you feeling as someone who knows what everything is? <laughs> I'm very hopeful for what they've done with the casting. Yeah. Oh, like, talk around. Tell me about the casting, so if like, not our listeners. So, like, when I saw um, that, like, a Mel was in it. Yes. I could guess which role she was cast in, ah. and they've done that well. Okay. Okay. So, like, I'm hopeful for that. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because like it's like a bit of like a comedic role, yeah. Where she's like a bit silly, yeah. So like it works in that regard. Yeah. Is there anyone else of note? There's um Patty Lapone, isn't it? That's of note. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry, we were like Mel and Sue, and then you were like Patty Lapone, and I was like, I'm sorry. 
Musical theatre legend? Yeah. Hi, Patty. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. feeling hyped. Like, she's like a prominent role as well. And like, yeah. I was like impressed by that as well. Yeah. Like, like I don't know much about the main star, like how Rosalie Craig, I think her name is. Okay. Like, um, the one that they've like, um, gender swapped. Okay. Yeah. And they've made, um, like, one of the couples that was called, um, Paul and Amy before. Yeah. Who are my siblings' that names. That does, I wasn't so that's that does feel weird. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy that they've made that, um, Jamie and Paul. Okay. So, like, I like seeing, like, how they changed things. Yeah. But tried to avoid having to change too much of the song. Because, <laughs> like, Jamie and Amy's Jamie and Amy's still rhyme. Still. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Do you, how do you think the gender swap is going to affect it? Like, do you think it's more like modern, definitely? Yeah. Because it's not like not just like a white guy there being like, um, I don't want to get married. Yeah. Like I think like in general, like it's amazing like um, how much like it can be like updated yeah. by just like changing the gender. Yeah. Because it's like it's about. Because like I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> like I'm going in with yeah, nothing. Yeah, like it'd be like it's about this, this, it's and about this. this, and this. It's but, about relations. Yeah, like it's a, like it's about generally like about how valid marriage is okay. as like, as a concept. That would be interesting because I have mixed feelings towards marriage. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so like it might help you. I mean, I'm, I mean not for myself personally, just yeah. in general. Like I'm not going to spoil anything. Like, okay. I'm, yeah. But, well, we can we can conti- pick this back up afterwards. Yes. Okay. And do like a. Yeah. Like post show and post show. Yes. How do I feel about marriage now? Yes. But like until then, food. Oh yes. Food. Yes. yes. Is there anything else you want to say for now? I think that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know how usable that's going to be. <laughs> so we're now a week later, and we have seen company. We were going to record the evening of, but we were far too tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought, let's wait. You know, like stew on over the thoughts. The thoughts. You yes, know, even process. though like that was like entirely like a lie and, and an excuse. Process. I think I said <laughs> I need to process my thoughts when actually I meant I want to go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> just for those of you who are not familiar with company, um, the main character is Bobby and Bobby's just turned 35 and lots of her friends are married and there's sort of this pressure on Bobby. Why aren't you married yet? And so as the musical progresses, it sort of looks at each one of these couples and at, like the state of their marriage and like what marriage, it's sort of looking at what marriage really means, but through like, like one of her friends are getting a divorce and is that actually better for them than being married ever was? And then there's this couple who's getting married and then there's this couple who's been married for ages and like that sort of thing. So it's Bobby and all of her friends and this look at relationships and marriage and all of that sort of thing. So shall we begin with general thoughts? Okay. What did you think um, overall about Company? I'm relieved to report that I thoroughly liked it. <laughs> it would have been really awkward <laughs> if I didn't. Yeah, like um, we walk out and then like everyone's like, Mark, what the fuck Yeah, was like that? how dare you drag us to Why that? did you make us do that? <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed it actually. I found it, because I didn't really know much going in. I mm-hmm. found it actually very funny, which I was pleasantly surprised about. Like it was far funnier like, because like I did buy the like original book. Yeah. And read that. And like, I don't know, like, if I'm misremembering, but this production was so much funnier than like I remember the play. There were like a lot of like laugh out loud funny moments in this production. Yeah. So much of it though was so visual. Yeah. That, like, I feel like, given the fact that we are recording a podcast about yeah. it, might be too hard to describe. Well, I mean, even just moments like one of the couples has, like, a they're doing, like, jujitsu together and it's really funny. I don't see how you would necessarily get that just from listening to the soundtrack about, like, how funny it is to watch that happening. Yeah, like, we'd say, like, and then he pins yeah. her, right? And then she pins him. It's really yeah. funny. 
I feel like though the funniest bit by far was the song um getting married that today. was brilliant so the setup is if you don't know that there is this couple um Jamie and Paul they are gonna get married on that day and Jamie is having some very sudden like in very severe second thoughts so he has this whole song about how like about his doubts Listen, everybody, look, I don't know what you're waiting for. A wedding, what's a wedding? It's a prehistoric ritual where everybody promises fidelity forever, which is maybe the most horrifying word I ever heard, and which is followed by a honeymoon where suddenly he'll realize he's sat up with a nut and want to kill me like he should. So listen, thanks a bunch, but I'm not getting married. Go have brunch, because I'm not getting married. You've been grand, but I'm not getting married. Don't just stand there, I'm not getting married. I don't tell Paul, but I'm not getting married today. The way that this manifests in the show, this, like, anxiety, is through a choir singer. Oh, it's amazing who begins to sing like a celebration of love and like it gradually becomes clearer and clearer that she is the manifestation of his anxiety and begins to sing about like how terrible the day is and how it's gonna rain on everything. And the way that that they staged it was to have her randomly like burst onto the stage from nowhere. So um, Jamie's reaction when she burst out from behind the door and then from inside of the fridge. Oh, it was brilliant. And then when, like, then towards the very end of the song, when he's, like, peak panic, like, all of his friends, like, burst out of the fridge and the cupboard. She bursts out of the cake. Oh, it was the the coming up with the cake on their head as they rose out of the counter that, like, got me. Like, it was just so, like, unexpected and just kept escalating so well. It was brilliant. Like, in general, like, it was just, like, generally funny. But, like, I feel like, um, as we discussed in our pre-show conversation... Yeah. ...that it was, like, an exploration of marriage. Yeah. How did it affect your perception of marriage? Like, what would you say the show's general statement was on marriage? Well, I feel like the show statement on marriage was just sort of, like, you have to approach marriage in a way that works for you. Mm-hmm. My attitude towards marriage is that, like marriage is more of a legal thing like i it's not important to me to get married you know like some people like like bobby like bobby like wants to get married mm-hmm. but the whole point is that she she hasn't found someone that she'd like to be married to so she she wants this idea of marriage but there's no reality connected to that it's just this concept that if she's married she'll be happy whereas um my parents are not together mm-hmm. <laughs> which has i think colored my approach to marriage because in many ways, marriage, if it's done well, can be wonderful. But I think that also some people get stuck in marriage and it becomes a bad thing. And I just think we should acknowledge that, like, marriage is a complicated thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, um, I always think that, in, like, an ironic way, this show's statement on marriage is that it's really stupid to have a statement on marriage. <laughs> yeah, because marriage is such an individual thing. Marriage is a concept that has so many assumptions associated with it. Yeah. Like, if you've been with someone for a certain amount of time, it's like, oh, when are you getting married? Or if you've been single for a certain amount of time, it's, oh, why haven't you hurried up and got yourself married or yeah and then you know like marriage is not the the stop 
I went to a wedding um, where um, it was the first like church wedding I've been to and the priest actually said a really good thing where she was saying that like some people view the wedding and marriage as like the end point on the journey that like you've you've got married and you've achieved it but actually the marriage is just the start of the new journey of them being together and it's a journey which is going to have ups and downs and why we have weddings is because you are the support group that helps the couple through any problems and stuff like this and supports them in the good times and the bad and all this whole shebang yeah and i thought that was a nice way of looking at it where like magic magic <laughs> what? why do you say magic because i'm from? tired okay <laughs> marriage is <laughs> okay. it's a step along your journey it's not like oh congrats you've got marriage you're done yeah well because i feel like this show gets that all across in like it's like third song this song called um sorry grateful you'll always be what you always were which has nothing to do with all to do with her the song is about how the state of a relationship is never never going to be perfect and like you are always going to have the ups and the downs but ultimately it doesn't really matter if you get married like it just matters if you have a happy relationship because like you're going to be alone at points and like you're going to be together at points and like you have to be able to function in that same way regardless of where you are yeah i will also say um there are some great legal benefits to being married yes which is why we fought for equal marriage yes i just want to throw that in there because sometimes it's like but actually like legal benefits i want them tax benefits well not even tax benefits like (laughs) if your partner's in an accident you're allowed to go see them and make medical decisions for them stuff like that like Uh just like woo woo that side great also there was some lovely voices in that song and when all the other men came in there was like a harmonizing thing happening and it was nice I feel like in general, like, like, cause like some shows, like you have like, most people are okay, but there's like a bad one in the corner. Like, oh God, they're singing again. Is there? Maybe like, I'm just too critical. Maybe you're just going to see shit shows. <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to see shit shows. But like, like in this show, like, um, everyone was amazing. Yeah. So like, um, we said the, um, Mel from Mel and Sue was going to be in it. Can we please go through and do a casting thing? Because I really okay. need to talk about some things. <laughs> Shall we begin with Mel and Sue? Not Mel and Sue. Well, Sue not Mel and there. Sue. <laughs> Mel. Sorry. Not Mel and Sue. Yes. I don't have very strong opinions on her because I spent half of the musical thinking she was a completely different character than the one she was because I have very bad eyesight. She did a very good American accent. She was very funny in like yeah, the yeah. wrestling scene. Like she was like she has good comedic timing. Yeah. Um. How did you feel about um Patty Lapone? Oh, I loved Patty Lapone. Oh, but this is the one I wanted to talk about. Okay. Patty. <laughs> motherfucking lupone yeah i lost my shit (laughs) but she's just so effortlessly amazing Mm. like her songs she just does these notes and it's like it's not even like she's putting in effort she's just like she does this this is her job she comes out she hits those notes she carries on with her life and we all just sit there (laughs) and we're all just in awe and we're just like patty what did you do you did it so well like um, she was the character who had like all of the like little like jabby comedic lines all the time yeah but again like she was really funny yeah my experience i've obviously this is my first time seeing patty lapone on stage 
mm-hmm. but like I have um, cast recordings where she's singing and a lot of the time she's doing amazing singing but she's doing quite serious roles Sunset Boulevard or Les Mis or stuff like this so it was really fun to see her in something that was a bit like funnier and just like yeah. see the way she does comedic timing and stuff like that it was just really good oh yeah and then she had her big big final song at the end she did have a big final song which was great like she was great in it um don't get me wrong like yeah. her singing was good but like it's a song about Stephen Sondheim's big dig at his mother who was oh. the kind of person that she was singing about oh. so it's a song about these rich women and the fact that they're always so self-aggrandizing and they never actually do anything I mean like People say this, I don't know if he's actually confirmed it, but like people know that he doesn't have a great relationship with his mother, like mostly because of that. That like he doesn't like all the ways that she is in regards to this song. Another chance to disapprove, another brilliant singer, another reason not to move, another vodka stinger. That's pretty fucking public way of dealing with that. I know, really. <laughs> like, um, how do you feel like about your mother? Well. I'm sure the relationship has not improved no. <laughs> since he made a Broadway musical song about how shit she is. Yeah. But it's this song about these, like, um, upper class ladies. Yeah. But they reset it in a club. And I feel like that took away from it a bit. Because, like, it's not a problem... Like, it's not a common problem that a lot of the modern audience can empathise with. I think the thing is, is that with the the staging and everything like that, I didn't pick up on it being about the society women. Mm. I just viewed it as a critique of Bobby. Okay. I viewed it as her saying to Bobby, you never do anything. You talk these things, but you, and you like talk about how, oh, you'd like to be married, but are you out there putting yourself out there? Are you like in to take the marriage thing? Like, are you meeting people? Are you doing things like, and then not even just marriage, but like, what are you doing with your time? Are you investing it in the things that you talk about that you might do? Or are you just talking and just going home every day and not doing anything to make those things a reality? So like, I didn't pick up on that mother related thing at all. (laughs) I viewed it as like her saying to her friend, you need to follow through. Mm. Because it sounds like they have these like conversations and stuff like this. And then like nothing changes. Yeah. Okay. That was my interpretation. I do really like how, like, in general, in, like, adaptations, how someone can just, like, entirely, like, recontextualize something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I came into it, like, with the knowledge of what the, like, original song was about. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really leave it open to any, like, interpretations, like, other than that. Yeah. Huh. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I brought that up now. (laughs) I'm glad that you didn't hear that explanation go, no, that's wrong. Yeah. Okay, I feel valid. Thank you. Okay, so does that lead us on on to Bobby? Yes, I thought Bobby was great. I didn't know like anything about her before this, and she was amazing. Yeah, um, cracking voice mm. when she did some of the the um, you know, like the closing song of Act One, and I was like, hot damn! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she was like on stage like the whole time. Yeah, she doesn't get a break at all. No, no, no. And she did. She went from like funny to sad and stuff like this, like really well, like quite quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like she handled it really, really well. I just thought she was she was cracking yeah they really put the focus on her not just in the because she's the main character way yeah but the way that they gave her the bright red clothes all the time yeah yeah so like everyone around her was always like in these like whites and greys yeah 
but like she was always this like beacon of light where mm. like your eye is just like drawn to her in the scene yeah like that was so well so well costumed is that a verb yeah i guess yeah <laughs> is one costume. costumed yes yes one yeah. one can be costumed yes. indeed <laughs> i also want to do a uh honorable mention to the fact that jp is played by george blagden who played uh the sun king louis the 14th in versailles um who was he in the show like um just for context he's he's one of like bobby's like bobby has a couple of guys who are sort of like like i'm um, kind of boyfriends yeah like like she's seeing them yeah and um he's like he does this like speech thing which is so like it's so obnoxious it's so like but like peak like obnoxious hipster you know oh, type yeah. thing like i've met people like that Yes. And he thinks he's so like in con- like connected with the people, but he calls them like the blacks, the gays and mm-hmm. stuff like this. <laughs> yes. And it's just like this this real self-indulgent lack of self-awareness like type person mm. because I I really like I was watching that and I was like, "Yes, I've met this man. I've met him in Bristol in multiple places." Please stop talking to me, please. God, take a hit. <laughs> like take social cues. That like I am done with this conversation. Yeah, so I I found that just funny because it was just like relate yeah like that's what i loved about this show in general the for how like exaggerated the characters are like um because like a lot of the time they do act in quite bizarre ways like all of the couples are so invasive to bobby yeah but like (laughs) everyone has been in all of these situations so the first couple the couple that fight like in front of you and just like sit and argue and like try to bring you into it like um everyone has been there at some point don't want to be there not involved keep me out of it no thank you like and the couple who like um overshare to her yeah like she's like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. i want to be like i'm anywhere else but here yeah (laughs) like it was just such a good encapsulation of broad relationships yeah because it was so exaggerated it was able to make these generalizations which are quite fitting yes you know like there are seeds of truth within like the caricature that is being portrayed Mm -hmm. that's what makes it so so easy to like adapt and like bring the lessons like into um, your own life because mm. you can see the lessons like because of how like exaggerated they are yeah where like it's just it's so tightly written that like um every scene feels like it has a point and every scene feels like you come out of it and you like immediately grasp what it was trying to tell you yeah i get you um can we talk about the staging the staging was absolutely mind i found the staging really interesting so there's like this recurring theme of like like neon sort of lit up um there's sort of like all of the staging it's very i want to call them boxes yes oh yeah so like in the middle of the stage is like this small rectangular like box which is lit up at the sides and in it is like the chair and table that symbolize we're in the apartment and then like another box will come up on the side and she'll go through a door from one box into another box to symbolize that she's gone somewhere and boxes will slide off the stage and on the stage and down back into the floor of the stage and all this sort of thing and it I felt like they were really connected to how Bobby was feeling. Like, her apartment box is so tiny and she's so trapped in it and so constrained in it. Or maybe she's trading one box for a slightly different box that's either more menacing or less menacing. And also this sort of, like, I don't know, I just felt like it was a really interesting way of doing staging. 
And like it always like seemed like Bobby would always walk from one room out of a door into like another scene. She walked from scene to scene. Like and that really captured like how trapped she feels by these relationships and how like intense they are. That she just like bounces from one to the other. And she'll like storm out of one scene, then walk into the next one and be like, okay, we're here now. Okay. And I quite liked sometimes you might have say like three boxes next to each other with different characters Mm. in and this sort of like togetherness but separateness that sort of shows where they're at like they're this universality of the marriage experience versus the individualized parts that just apply to the individual people so they're like joining together but it's also they're having their own things so they're also always separate yeah um do you have any other major thoughts i just thought it was really good Well, just in general, yeah. Yeah, like I've I've had the the chorus refrain of Bobby, Bobby, Bobby going round my head ever since. Bobby, 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 baby, Bobby, honey, boo boo, Bobby, darling, Bobby, Bobby, we've been trying to call you, Bobby, sugar, Bobby, sweetie, sweetheart, I got something to tell you, Bobby, love, Bobby, honey, Bobby, we've been trying to reach you all day. That is so catchy. Like it's like annoyingly catchy. Like, um, did you hear the people behind us began to sing it, like, um, when the show started? Yeah, because Mr. S was like, I came here to see the musical performers (laughs) sing it, not the people behind us, which is fair. Speaking of um, theatre complaints. Okay. Do you want to talk about the person who was behind us when we left? Okay, it was just that when we were coming down the stairs, go outside, there were a group of girls behind us who were complaining. One of them was like, oh, I'm just so tired of everything that's on at the moment. I just feel like I've been to see everything I want to see and I just want something new to come up. They just keep doing the same shows for so long. And I was like, that's fine if you're rich and live in London. (laughs) The reason that these shows run for a long time is because for a lot of people, you're lucky if you can afford to do like once a year, let's go to a show in London. That's an indulgence in itself. I just feel like when it comes to (laughs) theatre... We have to acknowledge that there is like a class bias in who's able to have access to the theatre. And I was like, all right, little Miss London. (laughs) You know, like, I definitely think let's not just have a homogenous culture where we only ever perform, you know, Shakespeare and Les Mis or whatever. But at the same time, they're big shows for a reason. Lots of people want to go see them. Yay for that. I just, I'm just, I'm just all about like, not being rude. (laughs) (laughs) i was really surprised how busy the show actually was even though sondheim is like a big name in musical theater i didn't know like if he was gonna be like a big enough name for general crowds i mean steven sondheim's pretty fucking big I've lost all perspective because, like, I've just, like, read a lot about him and, like, I read his biography. And I think Stephen Sondheim's one, like, if you're, if you're, like, listing musical composers, he's, like, one of the big ones. But would a mainstream audience know who he is? Well, I think it's proved, yes, they would. Absolutely. Okay. Think of the big ones he's done. Like, I think you would. Sweeney Todd um, into the woods. Yeah, like he's had like hit films which will have entered him into the mainstream, even if you're not a musical theatre buff. He had his show like made into like a big blockbuster Disney film. Yeah, like I think he's yeah. pretty pretty mainstream, babe. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And also the production proved that like, yes, people do because it was packed out. Oh yeah, like it was like entirely full. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's something I wanted to talk to you about. How mm. did you feel about? Because I know, um, obviously, we've mentioned that the character of Amy was changed to the character of Jamie. Um, yeah. So, I, like, I would find it weird now to hear that song sung by a woman because, in my head, it's sung by a man because that's how I experienced it for the first time. Mm-hmm. As someone who presumably listened to the original soundtrack, where it's Amy, like, did you prefer it as Jamie? How did it affect your like experience of that plot line? Just like any thoughts you have as someone who's experienced it done in those two different ways because obviously i've just come in and been like this is jamie this is what it is i like it in general it didn't make a difference in any way like in terms of um, how much i enjoyed it how the singing was how well the characters worked i liked that there was like a gay relationship i liked that like it wasn't all white people yeah i liked that they gender bent the main character because that just by doing that made a big difference to the kind of story that was being told because like if you have like a 35 year old man now like that's not a big deal for someone of that age to be single i don't think 35 year old men have very rarely been shamed for not being married it's very much i think that aspect of it is very gendered oh yeah it's usually women who are shamed why haven't you got a husband yet your baby making days are nearing their end you need to pop one out while you still can etc yeah so i'm not sure how well that would have translated like uh, there was one one like um overarching plot that i think was dropped and like i would like to hear if you picked up on it from this version of it probably not because <laughs> i didn't pick up on a bunch of stuff like who mel was it's <laughs> quite a low bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's bad eyesight rather than lack of interpretation skills yes so i'm hoping for the best so there's one song in the show where it, like it becomes like a bit more explicit where bobby sings about in this new version um all of the husbands is waiting, cute as jamie sassy as harry and tender as And to me, in the original, for one, because that song has a lot of names in. So, like, because you are, at this point, like, you've got a fixed rhythm in the song. That, like, you have to make all these different names fit into the same rhythm that they weren't, like, intended to exist in. Someone is waiting, warm as Susan, frantic and touching. As Amy, Joanne, would I know her even if I met her? I don't understand how it how it was different what what about it was different the names were different did the husbands have different names in the original well like it was um bobby who sung about the wives so she originally sorry i'm just trying to clarify what he originally sung about the wives wait bobby was a man yeah that was the whole point of like how we talked about that no you told me that jamie was amy you never told me that bobby was a bloke we just talked about that with the age i thought you were saying that it wouldn't have worked if bobby had been a guy and now you're telling me that bobby was a guy and now i'm yeah he was original like that's the whole selling point of this show was that bobby was gender swapped you never mentioned this before i've so mentioned this this was not in our mod pizza talk So it's Future Mark here. You might be wondering to yourself, if we have an actual recording of that conversation, can't we just go back and uh, listen to it to find out? Did Mark actually tell Sophie about the gender swap before the show? 
Well. Yeah. Like, like I don't know much about the main star. Like how Rosalie Craig, I think her name is. Okay. Like um, the one that they've like um gender swapped. Okay. And with that done, back to the episode. weird because i don't i don't feel like blokes ashamed for not being married like women are it's not the same by any definition so this no. works much better in my head for her yeah, being a does. woman oh yeah like it makes absolute sense yeah, yeah that pressure of the aging and why aren't you married yet and blah 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 oh god this makes this is why none of what you just said <laughs> to me made any sense because i was okay. like why would she be like unless what I was very confused, like, which part of it was confusing, because I feel like I was saying, like, he was saying about wives. She saying it like about the men. The names are different names. If this was a video, you should have seen my face <laughs> while you were saying all those words, because I was listening and I was like, this makes no sense to me. Like, I know all of these words, but I can't understand what he's saying. I knew that they changed the gender, but because you said about the Amy Jamie, I just assumed that's what we were talking, that's what it was. And I, I thought that was great, but I didn't think it affected the plot very much. Now I understand why this was more of a big deal okay (laughs) (laughs) but to go back to my point okay yeah make the point now i have all the information yes in general in the original like i feel like bobby was a far worse person and the song where he sings about all the wives it comes across as more more sincere to me that he is genuinely in love with all of these women and there's a line where they sing that he is a flirt but never a threat yeah And I felt like I always saw that as them not fully understanding how desperate he was. Yeah. And how genuinely, like, attached he is to all of these women. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like Bobby in this production was in love with the husbands. No. It was more of that thing where it is, like, what the song is saying. Like, she'd like this part of this one and this part of that one, rather than, like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. I don't know if that is a bad thing, because it doesn't really give me anything. But it was just a detail that I noticed that I didn't get from the new version. Yeah, like like a change. I get that. Like, yeah, because like I don't think it takes away anything. Yeah, no, no, but it's, but it's yeah. interesting now. Yeah, this is, I feel like I'm like still mentally reeling and adjusting <laughs> at, like all of my thoughts now. <laughs> Shall we end on hopefully a simple question? Okay. Do you have a favourite song from the show? I don't feel like I confidently know the songs well enough to give you a favourite. Like, I, I have ones which I, I have, like, in my head as remember. Like, I really liked the, the end of Act One song that Bobby sings. I actually really enjoyed the song that the husband sang, the one that you've mentioned that I keep forgetting the name of. I I can like pick out to you ones that I remember more than others, but I think I'd have to listen to the soundtrack more to be able to to tell you. If I had to pick a favorite, I th- oh like, sorry, I, I definitely to ask think you. It, it's fine. <laughs> so me, you were like me. I said <laughs> this up so Sophie, I could yes. answer the question. <laughs> um, I definitely do, um, do think that my favorite is "Sorry Grateful." Yeah, I really like. like I just it. feel like that is a like perfect. If you want to get an idea of this show, then you should go to that song. Yeah, and you'll get like a good understanding of the nuance that this show is able to convey. Yeah. Okay. I'm also, by the way, I'm going to have to go ask Mr. S if he realised that Bobby was originally supposed to be a man. Because <laughs> okay. I don't think he knows. Okay. And I'm going to have to blow his mind. 
At the end of each episode, we each assign a um, number of flailings to the thing that we've been discussing. Sophie, um, how many flailings do you give company? I'm going to give company six, but with the potential to go up when I own the soundtrack. And I wouldn't say that I'm currently in the throes of a company obsession, but I would say that it's bubbling in my little cauldron. (laughs) It's sort of bubbling away and it's brewing nicely and it's developing. So like maybe this might be the start because I'm not very familiar with a lot of Sondheim musicals. Like I know know the big ones, but like maybe this might be the start of me dipping into Stephen Sondheim a bit more. So like... Yeah, like I was going to ask that, like um, has this um, given you faith? in his body of work i i like all of the stephen sondheim musicals i know i'm just not like i've never like sat down and been like i'm going to explore stephen sondheim and really like get to know him but i might i might have been have more of a tendency to do that in the future how about you for some context like i've wanted to do like an episode on stephen sondheim for quite some time yes i read his biography and like i've listened to like a not all of them by any definition but like a good handful of them. So like I was really like excited to actually see like a, a high production version of one of my favourite creators. Yeah. And I went to buy the t-shirt in the interval. I know. <laughs> like this show was like absolutely amazing. <laughs> so like I feel like I have to give it like at least a nine. Yeah. I do. I will say the one of his that I really want to see is I really want to see a little night music. I don't know much about that actually. I It's got said in the clowns, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And I love that song. And I would really like to understand the context of that song more. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry. Those noises were just me being like, ah, that song. (laughs) And that's the end of this episode of You Know What I Like. You can find us on um, iTunes and Stitcher and please leave a rating and a review. It helps some other people to find the show and we'd love to be able to flail at more people. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to us ramble and please follow the podcast on Twitter at YKWIL podcast or drop us an email at YKWIL podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>